This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Prima Nocta. Not for what it actually is, because it's kind of fucked up, but more for the name. It's it's pretty cool. I'm talking to you! What do you say? Huh? Huh? I'm talking to you! Drop it! That are alive, you are coming with me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that would buy that for a dollar. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we are here to discuss RoboCop, but first off, let me just uh, point out the obvious. Um, so Frank's dealing with like a couple of health issues just in, just to make sure that everything's okay. It's nothing serious, but just in the meantime, I figured I would have my brother Matt uh, do the podcast with me, and Frank's cool with it. So just to fill in for the episode. <laughs> I wish he wasn't cool with this. He's doing this under his back. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that to him. So just for this episode and maybe the next one, Matt's going to be filling in. Um, and it just so happens that he absolutely adores RoboCop. Yeah, this is actually really good. I, I was really happy that we were in doing something stupid. Yeah. And we could actually do something that's stupid and fun. Yeah, so RoboCop. Yeah. It's a masterpiece of the 80s. It's. I have the box right here in front of me. It's the best action movie of the year since mm-hmm. Los Angeles Times. Yeah. When was that written? I don't know. When did this come out? 1984? Sure. Well, no, I got to give the... 1987. Okay. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> so I'm going to run it down, um, as I always do, and then Matt's going to give the synopsis today. Now you make me feel so proud. Thank you. So RoboCop came out in 1987. It was directed by Paul Verhoeven. You have Peter Weller, who plays RoboCop slash Murphy, because that's his actual name. You have Nancy Allen, who plays Officer Ann Lewis. You have Kurtwood Smith, who plays Clarence J. Boddicker. <laughs> you have Miguel Ferrer, who plays Bob. And then you have Ronnie Cox, who plays Dick Jones. And that's really all you need. I mean, there's a couple other names, but they're not in it a lot. Yeah, all you really need to know is that there's two Twin Peaks actors in this movie. Yes. And if you don't know what Twin Peaks is, refer back to the episode where I recommended Twin Peaks. I don't recall which one that is. Yeah. So, Matt, why don't you give us uh, what the movie's about? I'm going to ad-lib some of this because this this box is long. and it's There's some really good lines here. There's a new law officer in town, and he's half man, half machine. <laughs> Uh, so when a good cop gets blown away by some ruthless criminals, which we were totally going to talk about because that's way too much, <laughs> innovative scientists and doctors are able to piece him back together as an unstoppable crime-fighting cyborg called RoboCop. <laughs> impervious to bullets and bombs, which is bullshit. Because <laughs> he's very impervious, <laughs> or not impervious and to cu- it. And equipped with high-tech weaponry, which is one gun, mm-hmm. RoboCop quickly makes a name for himself by cleaning up the crime-ridden streets of violence raved detroit but despite his new hardened exterior robocop is tormented by his scraps of memory of his former life and realizes or relives vivid nightmares of his own death at the hands of the vicious criminals now he is out to seek more than just justice he wants revenge it's a little bit more than you yeah, needed to do this is like you, you could have just been like guy gets turned in bot and fights crime well, as a fine, cop i'll do that Basically, what happens is that... No, we're already past that. We don't need to do that no, anymore. No, <laughs> I'm going to do mine. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Alex J. Murphy is a cop, and he's pretty cool, and he gets a new rookie cop to help him out, and they go to a warehouse for some reason. It's basically just to stop like the gang, Clarence Boddicker's gang, mm-hmm. and he gets blown away in the most vicious and ruthless way possible, which is still really... It's still a lot today. Yeah. So, yeah, so... With RoboCop, there's actually, like, 
a lot of really cool things going into it. I mean, yes, like, you would think with a moniker like RoboCop, it's going to be more kind of geared towards kids. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about that before we even turned on the podcast. Like, it, it was designed for kids. Yeah, this is that weird part in the 80s where you have, like, RoboCop and aliens. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, actual commercials that you can go out and see of, like, kids being like, Mommy, Mommy, RoboCop's going to stop the bad guys and goes bang, bang. And it's really odd because it's in it's an R-rated movie. It's mm-hmm. hyper-violent. There's yes. buckets of blood. I think about towards the end of the movie when Clarence gets stabbed and it's just like, yes, like that amount of blood. And it's like, it's weird because, yeah, it is like RoboCop. Like, it's kind of silly. It's kind of gimmicky, but Mm. it's it's a hyper violent movie. Yeah. And I think it it segues into first, like what you wanted to talk about, which is when they're in the factory Mm -hmm. and Murphy gets killed. Yeah. Um, It's it's brutal. Yes. It's it's incredible to watch. Like even to today's standards, it's still really, really brutal. Mm -hmm. And you have like the scene of blew all their money on squibs. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You have so much. You have like the man literally getting blown to pieces like Mm -hmm. his hand first. And that was like really cool practical effects. Yeah, because it's, it's basically shot for shot that they just, like, take his, like, Clarence Boddicker steps on his hand, mm-hmm. takes the shotgun, and it just goes poof, and it blows right off, which is really good, and yeah. it looks great for, for what it was. I don't believe he should have lived, though. Yeah, of course not. Like, he got shot in the head, he got shot with, like, 12 rounds each yeah. by every person. Like, five people were firing him at once. Yeah. But that's where, like, the scientists come into this whole movie, and that's where, like, a lot of, like, the cool tech comes in. Yeah, with Bob. OCP, which is the, um... What does it, it stand for? Omni-corruptional? Oh, who knows? Oh, I didn't I pay know. attention to that part. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, but they're the high-end, high-tech business, which basically overlooks futuristic Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they're putting a lot of money and enhancements into, like, crime fighting, which is, you know, we'll talk about Ed 209 and yeah. what Ed 209 <laughs> is. But essentially, they use this and as a means to take Murphy's dead body and experiment on it and basically recreate him. Mm-hmm. Which is a really cool scene, too. Like, I don't think it's, mm-hmm. like, really talked about a lot when you talk about RoboCop, but the scene of when Murphy's, like, over time being brought back online yeah. it's really cool just to like see them like screw in the pieces and like the uh the directional situation that they're doing for it mm-hmm. actually like gets set in and like he gets some of the stuff where like the grid so he can yeah. actually determine like where things are yeah, like really have, cool scene yeah and they have the nice thing too which i always liked which is uh they have their new year's celebration yes as a nice way of passing to get like hey this took some time mm-hmm. like murphy's been dead for a while yeah and now he's robocop to actually show like just the distance between which is cool yeah the only thing that i would say that i really because i i really like this movie just for like what it is yeah of course um i really did not care for murphy before he got turned into robocop like just the the interactions between him and Anne, it makes you feel like they've been partners for like years and years and years, yeah, and like they know up. each other, mm-hmm. but they just met and they're like, oh no, like my partner. Yeah. And later on, like it gets brought back up to with like spinning the gun and being like, oh, well, that's a tell that that's probably Murphy. Well, that's what Murphy is before he gets shot. Yes. He is the guy that spins his gun. Yes, and that's <laughs> literally all she knows about him. And I definitely think that's the weakest part in RoboCop is mm-hmm. like him, his flashbacks and like him going back to his house. Like it's great for like character development and the whole idea of like the theme of the movie, which is bringing humanity to this husk of a man 
who's soulless because he's a machine now. But it's it's cool because. But I mean, he goes to his house, and you're like, I don't care. I want to see him throw Clarence Boddicker <laughs> yes. through eight breakaway glass. Yes, very cool. Yeah, where he's just screaming, "I work for Dick Jones." For Dick Jones. Mm-hmm. Which I think we could talk about all the quotes because this is my yeah. What's your favorite quote? Uh, bitches leave. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I work for Dick Jones is always like one of my favorites. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um. One that like doesn't get talked about too is like I'm cashing you out, Bob. Yeah, that that's always a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this this movie's riddled with like just amazing '80s one-liners, mm-hmm. and in the day and age that we have now of like action movies, I feel like it's kind of tough to like get something that sticks. Yeah, and RoboCop was kind of like ahead of its time where it had like nine, ten quotes that mm-hmm. people know for this movie. Yeah, and it didn't become super gimmicky. I mean, it did. Because of all the <laughs> yes, it's scene. RoboCop. I mean, can we talk about that real quick? The fucking sequels? Because I think oh, that's yeah. worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. So, have you haven't seen RoboCop 2, right? No, and I've seen bits and pieces of RoboCop okay, 3 with there, his jetpack. Well, that's irrelevant. We don't talk about <laughs> RoboCop 3. You said sequels. Well, fucking Peter Weller's not in it because he didn't want to do it. Um, and gets blown away in the intro, so ah, okay. he's not even in it. <laughs> but RoboCop 2 only has one good thing, which is that they're trying to make more RoboCops, and it's like shooting the scientists and like ripping their heads off. That's the only good thing. Doesn't he also have like the giant sniper? Well, yeah. Or is that just in this one? Yes, the yeah, I think it comes back in the third one. Okay. And then of course there's the remake, which in my opinion defeats the purpose of what Robocop is. Because yeah. Robocop, like, I mean, he's a mobile. Mm-hmm. He's not that cool. He just blows people away. <laughs> I do remember when the trailer came out for like the latest one. I think it was like what, 2010, 2011? Yeah, um and they they made it like a serious action movie, mm-hmm. and I was really disappointed because that kind of took away the fun of RoboCop. Yeah. is like making him like, you know, he can actually like move super quick and like he's agile and like he's got this black sleek look to <sighs> I him. I hate that line in the movie where they're like, hmm, okay, why don't we make it black? And it's yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, it's, it terrible. takes away like everything that RoboCop was. Yeah, because RoboCop, the original one has charm yes and it has tons of personality <laughs> fucking every commercial in that movie is hysterical yes Nukem is the funniest thing ever mm-hmm. <laughs> pakistan's invading my borders <laughs> <laughs> just throwing the pie into women's faces yeah and that's the one thing i want to bring up that we talked about which is that i love that everybody loves the television like, yes all the tv shows in this universe like, I think about the um, the store clerk mm-hmm. when RoboCop first gets introduced and he stops the criminal. That guy is fucking laughing his ass off at mm-hmm. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yes. And then you have the other guy that turns into the muck. Oh, the yeah, go, yeah. Again, <laughs> really cool. Like, this movie's super underrated for its practical effects. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool, like, towards the end when i forget what his name is oh, but like he's the go- he's the goo yeah guy. he's the goo guy <laughs> so, when he gets like hit matter. into like the chemical waste and starts like melting mm-hmm. like super cool and he gets hit by a car and he just fucking explodes yep because <laughs> he's goo and leland palmer is freaking out <laughs> i think his name is leo in this too I'm sure it is that guy is great yeah mm-hmm. but yeah no definitely like um like everybody loves the the television for it yeah. um and I don't blame them. No, no, it's everything. very fun. Because despite it being a horrible, awful, decrepit Detroit with tons of crime, it's like people just love their shitty television, and it's it's there's certainly some charm in that. Yeah, and it also is like a cool effect, too, where it 
adds this element of like realism to it where it's like you can you consistently see the commercials for like what's going on outside of Detroit mm-hmm. and having like the newsstand talking about it and like kind of splicing in where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to war with Pakistan and up next this futuristic cop. Yeah. And it's like, it, it it's weird because like it's, it's not a serious movie and it's, it's trying to make itself somewhat serious and mm-hmm. it works in this aspect because it brings an element of realism yeah. where like, you know, if this actually was happening, they would cover it on the news on every single channel. Yeah, it's not like Commando in yeah. the sense that it's like, like, like Commando or any like old Arnie movie is just like they shoot the guns, he punches the guy, like it's just fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to that point, like yeah, they bring in this that sense of humanity with Murphy, and they bring in like more like the political stuff. So there's definitely more character to like the world building. Yeah, but. I mean, once again, it's just an 80s movie. You just want to see him shoot people. I know. <laughs> like the warehouse scene. Like yeah. literally, he is just, he's just slowly moving and mm-hmm. going, <laughs> and he's just hitting people and he's just taking them out. And that's just awesome. And because it's the 80s, you don't need to reload. No, of course not. He's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, too, we got to talk about Ed 209. <laughs> 10 seconds to comply. It's such a weird concept for at least like um at least for dick jones trying to create this Mm -hmm. to be the new cops uh the pig squealing is weird yeah super unnecessary i can't believe they even continue to work on them after (laughs) after that one guy away yeah (laughs) um it was cool that it's stop motion though i i like i like the idea (laughs) well i guess i mean it it looks good for being stop motion in the 80s yeah don't give me that look it looks good for being (laughs) it's so jarring (laughs) but it works and i also think it's hilarious that as i've been talking about robocop is like he's like a snail Mm -hmm. he doesn't move like when the gas station blows up he's just taking his time yep just walking but like when ed 209 is falling down the stairs i love that scene he is just booking it he's like fuck this fuck this he's just moving (laughs) and ed 209's one weakness falling down the stairs stairs yeah it's just it's like that's that's when it reminds you hey this is not a serious movie Mm -hmm. this is goofy we're gonna have our big menacing robot just fall down the stairs yeah i mean you know a little bit more than me about robocop like is there a reason why they picked like peel uh pig noises for ed 209 i'm sure they just thought it was cool weird because the only other thing that i know that's fun is um remember the uh in this really great sequence which is just we're showing off robocop so he stops the stops the bit uh what's it the convenience store robbery Mm -hmm. and then he stops that girl from getting raped and then he goes to the bank and he stops that because like the guy doesn't get um or not the bank like the town hall yeah yeah that scene i know everybody was naked and they just painted them (laughs) Because they, they couldn't afford, like, the infrared thing. So they just got everybody oh. naked. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, fuck it. We'll just paint you so you look like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you, like, burst through the wall. This movie's very odd. Well, it's fantastic. It's yeah. a crop. Yeah, it is. Um, Dick Jones as a as a main villain, too. Is he? Um, yes. Now Clarence Boddicker is more of a villain. Yeah, I, I kind of argue that Clarence is, like, the main villain. But, like overall evil is dick mm-hmm. jones i mean the oh, scene yeah. with um like you said bitches leave mm-hmm. and like clarence goes to bob's house he when he caps him yeah <laughs> and and blows up his apartment like mm-hmm. that is kind of where clarence is more of the the main antagonist yeah 
but Dick Jones like orchestrating it all mm-hmm. makes him a decent villain to me. Um, yeah, until he gets thrown out the window and he's like a. Puppet. He has massively long arms when he's thrown out the window. It looks terrible. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but as as like a main villain, like I like him. Just yeah, I mean, for the most part, like what do you get from him? You get the the intro scene with mm-hmm. him where he's just like pans in the face because Ed Two and Nine blows that guy away. Yeah, um, grabbing the guy with Bob with the hair mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Yeah, that he's was trying to fuck with him. Yeah. And then basically the ending, because that's kind of it. Yeah, where he holds up the... Mm -hmm. I don't even think, like, if you look up on IMDb, I don't even think that character has, like, a name. I think he's just known as the guy. Like, the the main chairman of this facility. Yeah. He's just known as the guy. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really do much, but... Other than just telling RoboCop that you can shoot him out the window. Yeah, I mean, because mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, I'm firing you. And, like, that's the only reason as to why, like, he doesn't have to mm-hmm. uh, report to, what is it, like, um... The four rules. Yeah, yeah rule number four. Basically, what we're alluding or just talking about is the fact that RoboCop has, like, three main programming. And it's basically just, you know, like, protecting people and, you know, you don't shoot people and you do your best. Um, but then Dick Jones being a super villain, he puts it in there. It's like, ah, you can't hurt anybody at OCP. Mm-hmm. So he uses that as a means of just continuing his evil scummy acts. Yeah. And then, but then at the end of it, he gets fired. So then he gets shot full of bullets. Mm-hmm. And then that one guy gives the thumbs up and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm glad he died. <laughs> yeah. And I just looked it up too. If you look up on IMDb or Google, he's known as the old man. He doesn't oh, even have a name in the film. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, whatever. Um, and then there's, like, the weird little stint, too, like, with RoboCop since, like, he was so popular in the 80s, mm-hmm. where we've talked about it before of, um, and I've I've said it before with, like, WCW Nitro yeah. of just, like, you know, what was the nail in the coffin for it? And it was David Arquette, but no, beforehand. Was, no, we can talk about that. That's a different podcast itself. <laughs> WCW ran itself into the ground for many reasons. And yes. it wasn't just because it's RoboCop. Yes, because RoboCop did make his way into wrestling for one night. And that was pretty fun. No, that that was terrible. that was when you knew the height of RoboCop had existed. Yeah. Not it's just successful movie and toys. <laughs> WCW. Eh. <laughs> broke Sting out of a cage. Like, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't anything cool about that. That was pretty cool. It was stupid. Sid Vicious Coward. and so with that with robocop just for like how much fun it actually is and like i really do believe that it's held up over time um and has become probably one of the better known cult classic films out of it um i i gotta give it eight gun spins out of ten yeah Mm mm-hmm really yeah you have to rate it yeah is that a thing yeah okay uh god i mean i guess i'd I like it. Uh, shut up. It's good. One out of ten. <laughs> give me a give me a number. What? It's fucking. It's nine out of ten. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a little high, but whatever. Fuck you. It's great. <laughs> it's just it's just the perfect like. There's a good amount of like handfuls of '80s movies. I think about this mm-hmm. and like Predator mm-hmm. and <laughs> Running Man, which yep. we still need to see mm-hmm. because it's it's fucking awesome. That's but, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just, they're just the best like. They're just having fun. They're mm-hmm. saying one-liners and they're shooting people, and it's just fun. Yep. So, so yeah. yeah, cool. Um, that's really it for it. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give my recommendation then. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So over the past like week, um, because I kind of just like scroll through YouTube every now and again, 
And every now and That's again, dangerous. Yeah, no, right. Gonna watch back surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I get trapped sometimes. Um, but I came across like this one channel just because. Um, it, it was it showed up like on my recommended where it was what happened to MGMT, and it was intriguing because I was like, man, like as like the age group that we are, when we were in high school, like MGMT was huge, and then they just kind of like fizzled out and we nobody really heard from them um so i was interested just to see like what this guy's take on it was um and i guess this is kind of like a two-part recommendation because the channel's called middle eight that did it and if you scroll through they have like a lot of really cool episodes too where unlike polyphonics where i've talked about before um middle eight kind of like dives into less of like where the music came from and more of like how the artists were when creating it um and he also does a lot of cool stuff too where outside of just music like he's talked about like the music for rick and morty and like why does this work with this type of genre okay um so really cool stuff with it but it led me from the episode about mgmt to check them out again Mm -hmm. and while doing so i came across what i didn't know which was an album that came out in 2018, yeah. um, which was Little Dark Age. Mm-hmm. And while it's not like the MGMT that I remember, it's this kind of new cool fusion of young and old where they've kind of brought back a little bit of their more so kind of like poppy psychedelic stuff yeah, while still doing more like original stuff that's like passion projects for them. Mm-hmm. And with that, like, it, it's really inspiring to see a band that I loved so much when I was a teenager still be around and still have, like, something to do with it. Yeah. So my recommendation is Middle Eight and then also the album uh, Little Dark Age. Cool. Don't you just love when that happens? Yeah, right? You're just like, ah, oh, man, I wonder if this band's doing something. Oh, shit, they have two albums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Everything cool. from King Gizzard. Yeah, I know. We joke about that. But, yeah. Cool. All right. And that's it. Uh, Matt, what are we doing next for our movie discussion? Uh, We are going to discuss what makes a good recommendation for a movie. Okay. Interesting. Is it? Yeah. I think it's interesting. Oh, whatever. All right. Cool. (laughs) Um, Say the thing to take me out. I'm Matt. No, that's not it. I'll do it myself. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Matt, I work for Dick Jones.